We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that what? fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. Okay, welcome back for another week. This week we're watching Euro Dreams of Sushi. Came out in 2011, directed by David Gelb, and uh, available on Amazon Prime through Sundance. And I'm here with Mitch and Christian, as always. Good day, gentlemen. Christian's back from the dead. Oh, I'm here. Mushy, mushy. I'm feeling That's fine. Japanese for hello, right? Yeah, I think cool. so. Sick. I think it. Okay. I have here. No it's like hello, goodbye. No, it's like um, something. It's like a demon spirituality thing. I think it's like to uh, like get sh- away, eject the demons from your body. Ooh. I think so. Whoa, buddy, mushy, we just mushy. met. Calm down. I think so. Yeah, let, let me eject your demon. Ah, mushy mushy me. So you guys do that here? Here's the thing: why mushy mushy doesn't actually mean hello? Oh shit! You fucked up already. I don't know how. To, I guess I gotta Harry carry myself. It's true. Because I dishonored my family. And all of Japan. It literally means something more like to say, to say, or I speak, I speak. That's so, oh, really? that's such a great white thing to be like, we're called Edo. I'm like, nope, you're called Japan. Fuck off. It's easier for us to say <laughs> that. So, mushy, mushy, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> they were probably saying, like, mushy, mushy, trying to be like, no, 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 I gotta, like, yeah. let me explain. Oh, he looks happy. He's waving. Look at Mushy, mushy. Hello. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I have to tell you... <laughs> this is not off to a good start. <laughs> I think this is off to a fantastic start. <laughs> it's great. We love the Japanese. Um, yeah, this this doc made me really fucking hungry. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's probably one of the worst docs I've ever seen for that. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think now that we have to go to, like, where's the closest, like, Michelin-rated restaurant that we could go to? Because if we go anything below that, we're like, what the fuck? We In, might as well just eat garbage. Probably Toronto. There's uh, no Michelin star restaurants no. in Canada. No? No. Uh, yeah. They've been trying. Fuck but Canada. I don't know why. Like, there's a lot of great restaurants See? here, but... And uh, why you hate on the States? We don't have good restaurants. Yeah. I still eat. Look at me. <laughs> I eat like crazy. You're just gonna, like... Yeah, you just teleport to specific places in the States. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to leave this building. I don't want to go outside. The outside world's terrible. Your food's amazing. It doesn't have a Michelin star. So yeah, I think that that's like, we can't just be like, let's go to McDonald's after this and be like, what the no. fuck? I, I was I was going to uh, say, should we order in sushi? Uh, so it gets here like halfway through the episode. Then the rest of the episode is just like, meh, meh, meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was super Ooh, is that tempted. blowfish? <laughs> it sounds like blowfish. I want to try that. Yeah. Blowfish. Have you guys, do, would like how sick would it be to go somewhere like beside the ocean and like you like catch a fish to like f- sushi up right there? Mm. So I, I don't think that's I've healthy. Done that. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Man, so I went. So cool. I was in Florida in 2011. Ooh, uh, we Ooh Florida to- sushi. Okay. Sick. <laughs> Still the ocean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we uh, we went deep. <coughs> excuse me, deep sea fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin caught a tuna. Wow. And uh, you, you, like a big. Big tuna, like not, like, not like a twelve hundred pound tuna, but like but a like, yellowfin yeah. tuna. Oh, okay. Like, so like fifty pounds, sixty pounds. Yeah, it was, Whoa. It was, it was Whoa. smaller. Buddy, we're talking about Japan. Can you say yellowfin tuna? We yeah. were in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's cool. Yellow from the nicotine. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we bought like brought home a bunch of red snapper, and there's mm-hmm. like the motel we were staying at, our hotel, whatever, had like a courtyard with like barbecues, so you can. So did you have to like gut it, the fish or they no, like did they, it? They got it all for you. Like they cleaned nice. it all. I mean, I would have done that. That would have been cool. Yeah. You see what they're eating. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you can stand there and watch them do it. Yeah. Um, Don't mind yeah. me, guys. So then, then you bring all the fish <laughs> home, and uh, and yeah, and we instead of cooking some of the tuna, we just like cut it off raw. It was really good. Yeah. Oh, tuna is my favorite yeah. fish. Like tuna and salmon. I know that yeah. those are pretty standard, but oh man. Yeah, yeah, fresh yeah. tuna. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, like eggs Benedict, but with, with <laughs> smoked salmon. Yeah, instead of True. ham, it's delicious. 
The best. Yeah. But like Eggs. catching like an eel and then fucking rolling that up cool. in a sushi roll. Oh, no fucking thanks. I don't know that you can. What? With what eel. Mean? I've oh. never had raw eel. It's always been barbecue. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could cook it. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. No, I like, don't know if you can doing eat the it. whole process. I don't know if you can eat it raw. Okay, like, I'm not saying you have to, but like, even if no, you like catch a it, salmon yeah. and then you like put it on the barbecue for a little bit mm. and make your own sushi, mm-hmm. we're getting to close to Edo or Euro, Euro. whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever be close to that. No. No, that's true. But dude, it's such a crazy fucking culture that like whatever is that like someone would be like, I created this and there will be someone else that is like, I'm going to dedicate my life to perfect that to the point that like everyone on the outside world will think I'm fucking crazy, but like, Oh, you want nice beef? Like here's Wagyu beef. Mm-hmm. You want the best sushi roll fucking ever? Here it is. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? So how is this? For like ink for your pens. I watched a doc recently. Yeah. That, um, uh, like pen ink and it's collected and like special oil is burned. And it's wild. Um, but like there's a guy who just sets the fires in the morning. Like yeah. that's his whole job. And he tends to the fire all day. He's not even the, like the ash collector, the soot collector, but yeah, he's fucking good at what he does. Crazy. Um, so yeah, so Euro became a sushi chef in 1951. Oh my God. Like just yeah. after the war or a few years after the war. Yeah. He, was in World War II. It showed pictures uh, of him there, uh, which is a crazy thought in itself. Yeah. Like, and oh so Yiro Ono is the guy who is the, uh, like the main subject. Yeah, the, yeah. I was going to say titular, or I don't know. Like, how do you how do you pronounce that word? Ti, ti, titular? titular? Yeah, it's titular. Yeah, titular. It just sounded funny. Tit. Okay. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's the titular character mm-hmm. uh, in this documentary. Um, 97 years old. Jesus Christ. Still doing it. In the dock? No. Oh, the dock. Yeah, today he's 97 years old. So the dock came out in 2011, so that was, what, like 12 years ago? So he would have been like 80-something in the dock. Dude's making it to 100 easy. I think so. Yeah. Like, like my grandpa's 95, and I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty good. And he's still, like, completely with it. He's, like... Mm. Active, like Fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. Still barbecues, I imagine. So, he like, cooks his own meals. Makes yeah. a mean sushi roll. Hundred percent. Um, and then I see like this guy, ninety five, still working in a restaurant. Mm. I'm like, holy fuck! Like, damn, this I, guy it, could beat up Pop Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, like pretty low key restaurant, like uh, high oh, demand of quality, but like not fast paced. You son of a bitch! What? You're I, just I'm, like giving him like, yeah, he's working, but it's not like. See, I, I think. <laughs> I think his restaurant is even more hard yeah. than a fast food, like a, like with line cooks and everything. Right? Yeah. They're just pumping yeah, out like, bullshit and like coked out of their mind. His, his product is so at such a high level. Yeah. It's mentally they're, demanding. Sure. There's yeah, but, for sure. But still mentally yeah. demanding. At 95. Be, oh, at 95 for sure. But like 97, 97, 97 87. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mentally demanding can be just as bad as physically demanding. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you're you're run ragged at physically demanding, but like some days at work where like where I've like really mentally demanding days, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. What like, was what I was, can go lift a hundred carpet rolls yeah. in a day and be fine at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. but when I have to do a bunch of shit that I have to think about real hard, like mm-hmm. I'm fucking tired at the end of the day. Yeah. What was that thing you were talking about, that conversation me and you had about there is an occupation where there's like two people and you can only do it 15 minutes at a time. Oh, what the um, fuck was that? The self-driving car assessment. Oh yeah. 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 Technicians. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the car is driving itself. Mitch and I were talking about this. The car drives itself, but there has to be two people there. Like one of them behind the wheel ready to correct if there's a mistake, but they can only drive behind the wheel. They can only sit ready behind the wheel for like 15 minutes because they have to watch all of the diagnostic screens. They have to yeah. watch the wheel and the road. So, they so that's like have this to, fucking guy at a restaurant, but he's Yeah, they essentially have to drive and do a full diagnostic assessment second by second for 15 minutes, which is a, like fries your brain. So there, two people in the car, they have to switch out. There is a company uh, operating only in Phoenix, Arizona right now called Waymo. Uh, Waymo is self-driving taxi cabs. Oh, okay. Nobody in the car. Really? You Nobody. just get in and a robot drives you around. There's, there's even a robot. It's just 
Oh, the car is yeah, the robot. Yeah. Dude, like, so you yeah. can't yell at anyone? No, like you were literally in the car hmm. by yourself. I want to yell at the car. It's in Phoenix? Yeah. At least there's nothing to hit. Yeah. No, lots to hit. It's just the lots desert, right? There's one road. Mountains everywhere. Do you understand geography? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, when I was down in Phoenix in January, I couldn't. Did you use one? No, I couldn't because oh. as a Canadian, you can't download the app. <laughs> it's only available in the U.S. Waymo senses you're a dirty Canadian. Yeah. Get away from me. We don't accept your money. So. Are you an American citizen? <laughs> That's yeah, funny. It's only available. Oh, shit. It's gone into century mode. <laughs> it's only available on the uh, American uh, oh. um, Apple store. Funny. Um, okay. <laughs> I wasn't down there long enough or else I 100% would have found an American to take me for a ride. Yeah. I, they, they, there's commercials that need to say, Waymo, we're Waymo better. <laughs> Waymo better. Just because that's ridiculous. God yeah. damn. Anyways, fuck autonomous cars. What I was getting at was like high level. Yeah. Sure. And then Super like, different. yeah, there might be like four fucking seats in this restaurant, but like it's such a high level. Oh yeah. And yeah. like there are 10 seats. Like it is Michelin rated, right? It isn't it, anymore. Actually, oh, I but what was the rating? It was a three star, and that's like the top, top, it was right? The best that you yeah. could possibly do, and I kind of think it's it was the first and is still the only Michelin rated sushi restaurant. Damn, I think his son's is. Oh, his son's is too. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that it's one. It's sense. like oh man, he got that one. That by sucks. Default. Yeah, it's only two stars. <laughs> Your dad was really good, so here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Michelin's really falling down. You have down. to earn the last one. I'm pretty yeah. sure I was reading that his son is a Michelin star uh, sushi okay. restaurant. Yeah. But fuck, we should watch a doc on the Michelin star shit because that stuff's so fucking cool. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. The history of it and everything and now what it is. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's just like he does it at such a high level that you really can't fuck up. Like, oh, like um, anything. Yeah. Like, the, the line... Like you can't afford to yeah, fuck up? Right. Yeah. yeah. The line you're walking is so... Like, mm-hmm. you know, you go to McDonald's here, like, you don't expect, like, the perfect burger. A commercial burger. Yeah. Right. You yeah. don't you don't expect, like, perfect fries or, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what you get. It's fucking fast food. <laughs> and, I mean... Yeah. And McDonald's is a bad... Because it's fast food. It's a bad analogy. But it doesn't have a Michelin star. It's a good point. Sure. But, yeah. like... But, see, I go to the best rated... Uh, um, restaurant here in Belleville mm-hmm. or Toronto or New York. Like uh, New York's a bad example. Cause yeah, there are Michelin star there that mm-hmm. go at very high, I wonder how many high levels. Um, There's quite a few. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I but like, so say I go to the, the best restaurant here mm-hmm. and my steak isn't perfectly cooked. Like the way I, I think it should be. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? The grill marks are at 22 yeah. degrees instead of 22 and a half. I'm probably going to give it another, probably gonna <laughs> give it another shot. And I'm, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. But when you go and pay, like, I don't know what 30,000 yen uh, equals out to in Canadian dollars. I mean, I looked this American. up a while ago, like years ago, and it's like $450 a seat. Right. Which, Wait, we looked this up? Yeah. Oh. Or maybe, maybe. No, I think we probably I'll did. I'll do but... the conversion right here. Yeah. It, yeah, that makes know, sense. That's really not that crazy like i mean I, yeah you don't get a ton of food so like what's your tip on top of that or like do you so, tip in japan i don't i don't know because that would be, be like oh fuck yeah 450 yeah. on the nose let's so, go three thirty thousand yen is uh 309 canadian dollars and 227 american dollars at this point in time right now i would feel uh, so this, rich going there this like, was, i got a thousand dollars this was 2011 you know maybe Depending on you know exchange rates and everything like that mm-hmm. could have been more. Yeah, but still, but like, like that's an affordable meal for yeah for a three star Michelin yeah restaurant. yeah a hundred percent. But it's it's still a lot. like it's not your average Joe can go and sit down and spend that right. And no. he said it's, no, no, it's, no, no it starts at thirty thousand yen. True. So it all depends uh, on what you. They order. give you like yeah. garbage shit from the day before. <laughs> yeah. you fucking it's, it's not like thirty thousand yen covers you go in. Yeah, you eat, get like eat the baller. You want, right. It's yeah. not an all you can eat buffet. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's curated, like even timed. Imagine like four hundred your- bucks, and then it's like one little like veggie roll, four hundred dollars. Like, fuck you, piece. like dude, that's such a sick move. Yeah, so power move. So yeah, that's that's a ton of money. That's yeah. You know, like, I mean, if I was traveling from here to Japan, sure, I would make sure I set aside four hundred bucks so I can go experience mm-hmm. this. That's great. That's like ten percent of your whole trip. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's not it's not something that like. I assume everyday Japanese people are going sitting no. down. Like 
you have to book this in a, a month in advance. So speaking yeah. about the booking, that is the reason they lost all of their Michelin stars, I guess, based on the Wikipedia page, which Michelin don't play that shit. Uh, they don't. So um, the restaurant, which is called Sukiyabashi Jiro. Don't wow. You just fucking rolled that out. Was that the first time you said that? Or were you trying Hell loud? Yes. Fuck <laughs> off. No way. Yeah. So Jesus Christ. Um, they don't allow you to book directly with a phone call to the restaurant. You have to call uh, like a, a high-end hotel concierge that they deal with exclusively. It's like fucking Ticketmaster, man. That's some bullshit. Like, I, I think that they run pretty slim. Like there's not a lot of employees at Jiro's restaurant. Yeah. There's him, his son, and maybe three other people just as prep cook shit. But yeah. So like they don't want to be in the middle of cutting food Ring. Um, yeah. And then they're like, oh, fuck, there's $500 ringing on the phone right now and, yeah. or more. And I have to either stop what I'm doing or answer that phone. So like, I think that they give it to the concierge just because. That makes sense. I mean, everyone gets to a level where you're just like, I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah. Like even Jiro, like he's yeah. not a businessman. He's a fucking sushi chef. Yeah. Like I don't want to answer the phone. It's not my fucking job. Yeah. And he doesn't want to hire anyone because it's a really small well, venue. And then like at one point in the documentary, a guy comes in, he's like, do you have a pamphlet? I assume he meant menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, no, we don't have menus. You get what you get. <laughs> you, we have business cards. You can go. And then he's like, oh, yeah. like, do I have to book reservations? Yes, we do reservations only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, it's February now, we're, so we're booking for March. Yeah. So I, I think maybe it would be nice to actually see a doc about the Michelin stars, but maybe part of the Michelin experience is that um, you have to deal like to get your food. You have to be able to deal only with the restaurant. So if you have to call an outside thing for the reservation, your restaurant experience begins at making your reservation. But if you're not talking to the restaurant and you have a great or bad experience, you can't attribute that to the restaurant. So yeah, that's weird. Disqualification. Cause I have heard that like the star levels, like a three star was like, it indicate like Michelin is saying to like set a trip up just to go to that restaurant. Yeah. So that would indicate that like, you're still at your fucking house being like, we need to plan a trip mm-hmm. to go. Not like, Oh, we're driving through fucking Kentucky. And I heard about this I place. It's over any, here. Any Michelin star restaurant. You never know, man. No, I, yeah. No offense to anyone in Kentucky. Fuck you, man. Whatever. But no, I think Mitch is right in that you, you wouldn't um, just happen to be stopping by because I think the Michelin stars came from that. Like, is it worth a set of tires to get to this really great restaurant? Like if you're in New York and there's a restaurant that's so fucking good in California it would cost you like you'd burn through a set of tires getting there. Yeah. But you got to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think, but maybe, maybe that I, cause that's all it says on the Wikipedia page. That's weird. Yeah. They lost their stars because they are dealing, they're booking reservations with the the hotel, not themselves. I mean, it also would be cool that if they're just like, I mean, fuck the star rating, we're going to do what we're going to do. So yeah. I I mean, they're still in operation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it hurt them. It, and like, it would have been as simple as we'll hire a desk person. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Like, nope. I don't know. It's too easy. Not down. Not down. Yeah. Um, that hard nose attitude is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's pretty well, Japanese, man. Yeah. It's and pretty awesome. Like Euro has a, has a very strict outlook on life. Like mm-hmm. he said, you know, if you're going to do something, do it to your best of your ability and continue to get better. Don't, yeah. Don't just say, okay, well I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. Cause that guy like grew up with like, and seeing the consequences of you step in a direction. And like, if we don't follow this through, everyone's fucking dead. Yeah. Don't so, hesitate. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I don't want a guy beside me being like, do you think we should do this? They're like, I won't like, we're fucking going yeah. and let's go. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, I mean, just every day, like a work environment, you have to just be like, dude, we're just making sushi. And he's like, no, you don't understand. And they're mm. like, yeah, but fucking calm down, man. Yeah. But that's just being around people that are passionate about what they're doing. So yeah. you're just like, I can't mm-hmm. get mad at that. Well, and that's like uh, his former apprentice. They interview him. He has oh, his own yeah. sushi restaurant now. Yeah. And he's like, that was not an easy job. Like, y- there's a ton of pressure. Well, mm-hmm. imagine like, massaging an octopus for 45 minutes like yeah. intense massages too and like you, intense but you can't go too hard because then you'll really break too much of the fiber down and oh it's just wild like 
massaging oh, yeah. for 45 minutes, Jesus like you get tired for yeah. sure. Your hands would be smoked. And then yeah. you have to like perfectly delicately operate a knife afterwards and cut it up yeah. and prepare it. And your mind is on a thousand different things. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Um, yeah. I think after a while it will become second nature though. Like if we think about someone building like a cedar strip canoe, you're like, holy fuck. Like, where do you even start? Like milling the wood, cutting the yeah, tree. It would just like, get like, like uh, they would get into like a med- like meditating. It's just, like just the second nature. Yeah, like, sure. Like, oh. After you've built 1700 canoes and yeah. you're 80 years old, you're like, I could fucking, oh, I do buddy. this in my dreams. Like, I murdered so many smart octopus. Yeah. Like, like, oh, fuck. Okay. I don't even really have to think anymore. Yeah. I just wake but, up and I start doing it. But see, like it's muscle memory. For so sure. That's it. Yeah. But I yeah. think the muscle, like it's still mentally taxing because you're, you're so focused on, right. Whether mm-hmm. it's yeah. second nature to you or not. Well, Cause you want to, yeah. you want to do a good job and you think yesterday that like you folded a napkin and you were too quick and then it, it misfolded so, itself and you're yeah. like, well, fuck I fucked up. And then the next day you're like, okay, I remember yesterday I fucked up the napkin thing. So yeah. Here's my question. Today. When you were to, if you were to cut up a blowfish and like, if you do it, like improperly, mm-hmm. it'll like make it poisonous and shit, right? Yeah. Do you think they do that in the morning or like in the afternoon, like when you're a little fatigued? Uh, or that's like, oh shit, I, I got to cut up the blowfish tomorrow. I got to do that first thing. So I'm like yeah, sharp. Fresh. So I don't fuck this up. Cause last time. Yeah. I killed three people. Yeah. That's yeah. no good. I don't know. That's or like, a good is question, it like though. once, once a month that you're like, blowfish cutting's coming up. Like this is going to be a stressful day at work, baby. Mm. I don't know. That's I have heard though that when that does happen, that someone orders this. Well, there's a name for it. It starts with an F or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, the blowfish mm-hmm. dish. Um, the chef eats the first piece. Like he shares the dish with you because he's like, if I fuck up, yeah, like we're done and I'm not going to kill you. Dude, that's such a Japanese fucking thing. Like yeah. I'm going to make you food, but real quick here, I'll do it first. And like, yeah, you do this every time. Yeah. Like, are you not like, <sighs> guess i'm gonna die imagine the, the first days like, today yeah like, people fuck yeah like oh maybe it was off or like it's like, a bad if, one dude if i was him i would like put a little too much like paprika so someone's <laughs> like i'm not gonna order that again and they're like fuck yeah i don't have to like his blowfish isn't that good they're like yes yeah i'm not i'm not that good at it i i don't think unrelated i guess but like i don't think jiro's restaurant would do blowfish yeah no i, I think it's but like a. I, I feel like it's probably it's like all i remember showy. is the uh is the Simpsons episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think it's probably not quite as delicate as, as we think. No, I guess not. If you yeah. can do brain surgery, you can cut up a blowfish. Yeah. For sure. But, but yeah, I think like everyone remembers that Simpson episode where, uh, where you don't, I've never seen it. What? No, I was why? just going to say, yeah. you referenced a show that he was an idea when that aired. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know. The I wasn't time. allowed to watch it. But yeah. So anyways. like there's a Simpson episode where they're a yeah. family of like yellow people, but Holy they're not, shit. they're like, they live in the States. Is this the podcast? That's fine. No, no, they no, no. Can still be, yeah. The mom has blue hair. It's really crazy explaining the Simpsons if you oh. don't know. Okay. But um, yeah. But there's an episode where like, yeah. They go to Japan or they're <laughs> yeah. at a sushi restaurant. Yeah. And, it's kind of, and like the guy, he's, I think he's literally sweating Yeah, uh, in, in the episode, <laughs> like the chef. But it's like Jiro, they're like yelling at him or there's like crazy shit going on in the background. He's like, oh. But yeah, I, so I, think, yeah. I think that's where like a lot of us get our, yeah. you know, our preconceptions. Of it. Like if, if it was that like fine line, I don't think it would be. Yeah, like we thing. need to make like, it international yeah. law. Like let's yeah. just maybe not eat these guys. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. fuck, are th- 20 people a day need yeah. to die? Let's make like a, it a protected fish. It's called fugu. Just fucking eat goldfish yes. or something. Fish. Oh, cool. Yeah, when it's made into sushi. Yeah. Fugu. It's good, but Fugu. when it's not, it's... I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, again, like, uh, his former apprentice says, you know, this is a very hard job. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. people think it's easy working for, some, like, this masterful yeah. job, but it's not. There's so much pressure, right? Yeah. yeah. I think people, yeah, they, they conceptualize it. They're like, well, it's, it's just sushi. It's not like you're doing pasta and sandwiches and yeah. coffee and shit. Yeah. 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 I wonder what kind of alcohol they serve or if it's just water. Isn't it Sapporo? What? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just going to skip that. One. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Japanese beer, isn't it? I think it's Vietnamese. Ah, oh, shit. Sorry no, guys. Japanese. It is Japanese. Yeah. Okay. You never seen the commercial? Yeah. yeah Sapporo's Japanese. Um, I but just I, think it'd be, or sake maybe. Yeah. yeah. At the end, like near the end, he's, he's talking to people who are dining in the restaurant mm-hmm. and he's like, 
so I'll touch on, on another part of this uh, as well, this scene. Um, so basically he's explained to them like how his restaurant works and uh, that, you know, people used to come in and have a drink, have a appetizer and then eat sushi. But by the time they got sushi, they're full. He said, mm-hmm. so he doesn't run it like that. So uh-huh. no appetizers. I assume there's probably some kind of drink, but there may not be drinks. Mm. Just water, I guess. Or, or like, or the like small, like sake shots. Like, yeah. But like, I don't think you can go there and order a beer with your. Oh, see, brain. so my question wasn't so dumb after all. With no, your, it was not yeah. so dumb Fuck after all. You. But it wasn't so dumb. <laughs> but, but so uh, during. Do you know other Japanese beer? <laughs> Asahi. Oh, fuck off. During this other, uh, during this interaction, this scene that shows, so he's he's explaining like he makes the sushi dependent on the person. So mm. say the three of us are are um, there dining and we have a, a woman with us, he would make her portion a little bit smaller than ours. Oh, I think man, like he chooses different fish for different no, people. No, and then your order would be big order. It's the big order. Yeah. Yeah, he, he makes smaller portion for women than he does for men because he wants them to finish at the same time. Like, it, it's very fucking intricately planned out. God damn. That's super considerate of him. What if, what if like, a defensive linebacker American woman comes in there and it just blows his whole system? He's like, ah. Oh, She's like, I want no, big. I, mean, I don't think it's probably. Like, I want big order. Or like, how is this girl eating faster no, than thank everyone? You. Get out of here. You're disgusting. <laughs> It's not like, I'm sure it's not like half the size, but it's, it's marginally smaller. It's considerably smaller. I'm just wondering if a big girl comes in, what he does. That's mm. all I'm saying. I don't think they, I don't, I don't think they really exist <laughs> they in don't, Japan. They don't know. No, but that's why I said a nice Midwestern big girl. They wouldn't, they would never come over and spend $300. Yeah, that's true. To sit right. down for sushi. And in my mind, I just want it. I just want that image. But, but that like, kind of. Kind of thought the same thing, like, oh, geez, like, what if like a larger person comes in and like he calls a kitchen meeting? He's like, I don't know what to do, and they're like, well, fuck, I want the same size as him, but how did they get in here? But it's just so crazy how like intricately planned out. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Serving is yeah, and so talking about intricately planned. So Euro is right-handed, and his son opens up the exact same restaurant. It looks exact same. But it's flipped. It's like a mirror image of it because his son's left-handed. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. So holy shit! He's when he's showing the magazine picture, what? he goes, "Oh fuck, this one's like that. Mine's like this. I yeah. I made it left-handed, be, or to the opposite of uh, huh. yours restaurant because I'm left-handed." So I wonder if there's a stigma against left-handed people, like there is probably in the West. I would think I, so. I doubt it. No, it's it's just easier for him to. Yeah. Although you'd think after working with his dad for like 20 years, he, he'd be like, oh, I'm used to this. I don't know if he, like, he hasn't worked with him as long as uh, the oh. older son. So this yeah, because the, there are two sons, right? This, this is the younger son. The one that wasn't actually in the restaurant. Right. Yeah. He yeah. has his own. Because there's the one son that stuck with Jiro yeah. and works with him every day. So, and, and that's what, like, the interviewer, mm-hmm. um, I, I assume David Gelb, through an mm-hmm. interpreter, um, asks, like, he has the two brothers sitting at the counter together, mm-hmm. and he asks the older ones, like, are you, are you jealous that your younger brother has gone and done his own restaurant and is, you know, not famous, but, like, making his own way? And he Successful said, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said, no, it is, in Japan, it is the job of the oldest son right. to mm-hmm. follow in his father's foot. So he's basically just... Yeah. Yeah. Taking over for it's for an Euro, equally right? as honorable thing yeah. that he's doing and sticking yeah. with his dad. Yeah, that's like more honorable. Yeah. Well, so Euro says that. So when the younger son and him were sitting at the table, it says to him, like, says, "Yeah, I told him to go do his own thing, but he has no home to come back to. Yeah, like he cannot come back and work at this restaurant right. if, if he, he goes, leaves. If he goes and does yeah. his own thing, yeah. but I told it's him like to a do rum that. springer in yeah. Japan. He's like, but I I told oh, him sick. to do that because I knew he could be successful. Mm-hmm. So you have like every confidence, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. in saying that, I think there's stigma in being left-handed because <laughs> being like anything indifferent, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. So there had to have been a point where it was like here, where they're like, can we beat it out of him? No, I, I think it's just his oldest son, Japanese tradition follows the father and the younger son goes and does it, makes his own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Cool. There was, um, there was something I wanted to say. I forget. Shit. It was right there. While you're thinking of it, like the fish market shit too. Like, oh, that would be talking so Talking cool. about like Japanese traditions and how yeah. like, like it's, it's almost like a show. Like there was some like chanting there. Oh, yeah. There, there was like this kind of like traditional feel to like this fish market where, you know, yeah. you go to a fish market and say Seattle or New York or somewhere like that. Like, you go, you buy your stuff. Yeah. And that's yeah, like, it. Oh, wow. I didn't, that's some collective colorful racism. I just <laughs> heard by these dock workers. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but like, like there, there was a, almost like a performance to selling this fish. Like, yeah. Like the, the bell ringing and stuff. Yeah. And then that's people so gather around. Cool, yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's go Two so two things. I remember what I was going to say. Um, and it was having to do with, uh, Jiro's eldest son, the one that stayed in the restaurant, yeah. when they had the representative from Michelin come over to assess them for their star rating, Jiro didn't make that Michelin star guide representative's food. The eldest son did. Oh. And yeah, so Jiro was like, eh, <laughs> my son did good. Like, yeah. we got the stars and that was fantastic. And I don't even have to be here. Yeah, like it was kind of that. He's like, I like I've I've slowly given him like point yeah. five percent a year of control over the business, and yeah, what like their most profound Damn. moment in history, I think, for themselves as a restaurant, their Michelin star was actually achieved by the eldest son. I forget his name, but yeah. uh, it's just in case it's you're such listening. a profound moment. Like that's so cool because it's always the common yeah. trope, right? That like the first generation builds like makes an empire mm-hmm. and then the second generation just fucking destroys it. Cause they're just entitled. Yeah. But he's like, yeah. no, no, I've passed it on properly. Successfully. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't think that it was uh, a thing that the Michelin guide knew either. I think that, they yeah, that's were, what I was going to ask. Was it like, Oh, is this, like you made but, this. He's like, yeah. But he still works there. So it's, it's technically fine. But I think there may be like a cultural trope or stereotype of that. Like the old, Japanese person is like this artful and subtle master. And Mm -hmm. even though they look like they can't move or see or hear you, they're able to perform crazy feats of skill. But in this case, I think that that's maybe what everyone was thinking. But in fact, like it was this young, agile, intelligent, bright person who just can clearly make good sushi too. And and when we say young, he's in his sixties. Yeah, true. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. For a Japanese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. Like 50 is a genuine middle age. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Fuck. Um, oh, so sorry. Thing number two. At that fish market, they are filleting up huge chunks of tuna uh-huh. and they're using a huge fucking knife for it. It's pretty exclusively uh, yeah, used is, yeah. in those fish markets. I think they're called Maguro Bochos. They literally are tuna knives. But um, I fucking bet you that that is potentially the origin of a samurai sword. Like why like swords are pretty classic. Knives are obviously pretty classic in almost every civilization that can have metallurgy. But the idea of using everyday tools as weapons, especially in feudal systems or tribal systems. And that's what it was too. Exactly. So for thousands of a thousand years, there was major feudal systems uh, in Japan and that's where the, like the martial arts style of like bow staff um, fighting came in. Cause it was just a walking stick. It was a shepherd staff. You'd hit the ass of your, your sheep and your goats yeah. and your chickens and your cows. It was a defense thing for your herd against your own herd and against other people, I guess, eventually. Cause raiders would come in, try and take your shit. And all you have is a fucking stick in your hands. Yeah, so I got to get good at this. You get good at that shit. Um, same with like a sickle and knives and like gardening implements and hose and whatnot. But, Whoa, hose, buddy. Come well, on. Why do you got to bring him into this? Because they, they were there back then. That's true. It is the oldest occupation. Oh, the tool. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, a samurai sword cutting up a fucking fish I would, and I then would put a lot of money uh, down. That I'm makes sense. wrong, but I, I don't know. I haven't looked no, it up. But, like, um, yeah, I, I don't know you. either, but I mean, yeah. I bet makes you. sense. Yeah, because they're like... 54 inches long. Like yeah. that's a full size samurai sword. And it's Jesus Christ. I don't see why not. Like you're on the dock, you're cutting up a big fish that you just caught or a dolphin or whatever. And someone comes in to steal your shit. And you're like, fuck no, I've got a fucking sword now. So you use it. 
Dude, cutting up a dolphin with a samurai sword <laughs> would be <laughs> such yeah. a fucking gangster move. Why not? Yeah. I would want to have like a, one of your big ass cigars hanging out of my mouth <laughs> and just fucking fight. <laughs> yeah. And you can buy these knives. There's the store in um, Ottawa. I don't know what it's called, but um, they're not they're not cheap, but they're not actually that expensive. And could we get like a somewhat fresh, like 1,500 pound salmon? They actually sell for like obscene amounts of money. Oh, so. yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Shit. Never mind, guys. Like the people catching you them could, are selling for like three grand. So like yeah. for, oh, for a consumer to buy it after yeah, like, we got, we got, it's, like, it's like a $5,000 fish. Oh, yeah. Just to cut it out. It's probably cheaper to get a dolphin. Yeah. 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 All right, well, that's what we're looking for. Cool. Yeah. I Yeah, I really want to get one of those knives just for like a collection piece. Yeah. I'll never use it. Maybe to cut up like a, a whole so spit like, roast pig or something. Would you guys like walk through that wet market or would you just be like, this smell is oh, for sure. really go. intense? No, yeah. 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 I'd, go. I'd go for sure. I went yeah. to a public high school, so oh. I'm prepared. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. I mean, at least it's not a Chinese wet market, like, right? Like I went to yeah. the fish market and, and if I can talk to the dolphins and the dogs and the people who are being sold, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm like, is that a Uyghur in the cage? Like, no, 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 it no, is. no, He's no. fresh. Yeah. It's a little monkey. Like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, gross. He looks I, just like someone I know. <laughs> I went to uh, the fish market in the States. Or oh, in, cool. In New York City. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, it's, that's it's, cool. It's really cool. Is it big? Like, oh, yeah. is it an outdoor, indoor? I th- like it has like a roof over it. It's just like kind of like the one. Yeah. Tujiki. Yeah. Tujiki. That's yeah, cool. I, I forget what it's called. But. It's like the one restaurant or the one grocery store just outside of Toronto that I want to take you to. They have like a oh, set where yeah. it's got like a, the fish market vibe that you're like, mm. this is fucking it's so like cool. Blue, blue wave or something. Yeah. 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 It's right mm. on the highway. Yeah. It's so cool. Mm. I just want to buy like a giant ass fish. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'd do with, like, I guess we'd eat it, but like, it'd just be fun yeah. to be like, I guess we got 400 pound fish. <laughs> 400 pound fish. <laughs> Like the only fish I've ever caught were just like so tiny. That's Strap like talking to, to anyone that grew up around the ocean and you're like, oh yeah, when I was younger, we caught like, like pike that were like, I don't know, like 10 pounds. And they'd be like, I use 10 pound fish for bait. And I'm like, mm. oh my Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Or like you had potential to catch a shark. That's insane. <laughs> okay, so I, I catch a spin. I'm gonna give you some some sushi and euro facts here right now. Right on. Let's do so, it. Do you know what the word sushi means? Uh, Rolled in rice. I think Mitch is pretty close here. So oh, the fuck. word sushi refers to the way rice is prepared, uh, not the fish or other toppings. Sushi rice is prepared with a mixture of vinegar. Sugar, salt, and occasionally kombu, a type of seaweed and sake rice liquor. Okay. Man, these guys uh-huh. wanted to get bombed at every turn. They are like mm. Europeans. That's why they took over. And so <laughs> this one's a good one. This one is a good one. It's a little bit longer. It's a, it's a story. So I will uh, I'll read you the story. You'll indulge? But it's, it's the origins of sushi. Basically. Oh, okay. I was so, slightly looking this up, but okay. According to a well-known legend, the Kazuchi, Kazuki district, sushi was invented in the 15th century by a renowned monk, Muziguchi, 1412 to 1474. Okay. That's cool. During the third Kubaki revolts, he was wounded and traveling and left for dead by his companions in a forest with only some cooked rice in a bag. Muziguchi stumbled upon a freshly dead dog Driven by hunger and fighting for survival, he cut the dog open and placed small pieces of raw flesh on rice. Back in Kyoto, he replaced the dog meat with fish meat, salmon, tuna, meal, uh, and convinced his fellow monks to taste it. Sushi's popularity spread in Kyoto and soon to the entire medieval Japan. All right, so um, we need to eat original sushi. Could you imagine being like, I'm going to open a traditional sushi restaurant? <laughs> Kill dogs. It's called the number one roll. Like, what's in it? Uh, dogs. Freshly dead dogs. Bro, I would fucking, I would, I would, would you not, would you not eat that? Oh, I, don't I mean, not in that so. scenario. No, like cooked, like cooked, cooked dog. dog. Not uh, like a dog that you just fucking stumbled upon because you're dying. Oh, no, not in that respect. But like, but like I would a not eat. grilled up. No, I don't. I wouldn't eat what? raw dog. No, I'm not eating. Well, you probably can because like it's red meat. I I wouldn't do it though. Why not? 
Christian it's just, a raw dog. Christian just wants to be raw. The dog. Fuck, man. I mean, no, I'll eat cooked dog, but I would not eat a raw dog. But you eat like raw, like a piece of like raw steak. Yeah, I've done. It's that fucking sure. red meat. It's the same thing. No, but like it's. I don't know. It just feels different. Because his name was Fido. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Who gives a fuck, man? Raw dog. Jesus it just Christ. sounds grosser. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, because you're putting a sexual connotation in it because that's what Tyler put in your head. <laughs> yeah. Raw dogging. I yeah. made up my mind before anyone. I just want to eat original fucking sushi because like that's that's some shit. If it was You're like, still oh you like sushi thing. It it could yeah. be a real thing. Yeah, maybe there's some hole in the wall restaurant in Japan selling dog sushi. We gotta look at the import export of maybe not export, but import of dog meat. Yeah. Uh no. Okay. <laughs> just no. So uh, how how do you eat sushi? Like, do you dip it in soy sauce? No. Oh, I love soy sauce. Oh, so like, well, I, I use soy sauce, but I don't dip. No? Like, I don't take the roll and put it in soy sauce. No. I take a piece of ginger, and I leave it in my sushi. Uh, not sushi, the soy sauce dish. And then if I want soy sauce on it, I'll take it out and just drag it over and over and over across the fish top okay. thing. So I, I'm going to tell you the correct way of eating sushi. Oh, Jesus. So... In the staff lunch scene, an apprentice demonstrates the correct technique for dipping sushi in shoyu, soy sauce. Oh. It must be turned upside down, so the shoyu, which I assume is the fish. Mm. That's a space capsule, uh, right? Touches only the fish. Oh, so sorry, the soy sauce touches only the fish. Oh. In high-end sushi restaurants such as Yiro's, the itame, the sushi chef, applies a seasoning to the fish with a brush, so the customer doesn't need to use shoyu. See, so you do it like the chef way. I would not do anything to food in a restaurant like that. Like, if I'm paying that much and if I, it's got a reputation as such, I would fucking eat whatever they put on my yeah. plate. Like, hey, you got some pepper? Yeah, like, <laughs> holy fuck. So you're saying if I went there and just was like, I'm not using your sticks, I'm going to use this, my hands, they'd be like, Get the fuck out of I here. I think that is okay. Oh, sick. Like, um, Dude, I cannot, wise. I cannot wrap my brain around those two sticks. Yeah. I, I, I chopsticks. I do not, I can't like, yeah. I think it, I think it's perfectly acceptable. Like it's not rude in Japan. Like it would be rude in a Italian restaurant so, to eat spaghetti with your hands. Hey, what the fuck are so you doing? But here. it's the opposite in Japan is that you can use your fingers. That's fine. I, sick. So this is, you jumped ahead of me. Oh, so oh man, come it is, on! It is perfectly acceptable to eat sushi with one's fingers. Many of the guests oh. at Euro Ono's uh, restaurant eat with their fingers. Yeah, oh. and I would do both. I would use chopsticks if he was like, "Oh, you want these?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, why not?" But like, yeah. if if not, if they were just sitting there, I would. I don't know. I'm just for permission's sake because you respect these people. They've put a lot of time and effort into it. I would be like, "Can I use my fingers?" And he'd be like, "I I would like to touch." I'd be like, it. "Yeah, man, I speak English. What are you to doing?" To feel how sticky. I'd be like, "Yeah, do you give, give me a hand?" He's like, "Yes, use your fucking hands." What the fuck's wrong? Okay, with I'm you? sorry. I'm sorry. But like, I would like to touch the rice because some rice is way too sticky. You, me, yeah. Mitch, and I made sushi once, and it was super sticky rice, like too sticky to really work with. Yeah, it was yeah. not great. It was good sushi enough because I was hungry, but. It's because yeah. it took us 45 minutes to roll you're, one You're no year Ono. No, not yet. I'm close. Um, yeah. So Also, ideally, the components of sushi should be served at two different temperatures. The rice should be body temperature for best rolling and pressing qualities. Body temperature? You yeah. Like as warm as your Dude, hands. Dude, that's why they fucking serve it off a naked latex. Oh, I understand. And that. the topping, usually fish, should be room temperature for best flavor. The apprentice preparing rice places it in an insulated container... On keep his, it at the correct temperature. Puts it on his body. Mm. What part of the body, though? Because some parts are hotter than others. Slap this rice to your asshole. So, <laughs> also, yeah, I guess. <laughs> the title of this uh, of this doc is a misnomer. Jiro dreams of sushi is he, not. He doesn't the dream. Title? No, it's just it's a lie. He doesn't dream. No, he's he, never dreamed. He's never dreamt. Why? He probably has some war he, dreams. He confessed in a Can Canberra Times article that he had never dreamed of sushi, but does <laughs> but does think about it a lot. He said he never dreams. What a goddamn literal Japanese thing yeah. to say. No fun. Jiro said he never dreams, but he puts that up to his insomnia. <laughs> so he's an insomniac sushi chef. I've killed so many Americans. Huh? Yeah. Some young Americans on Guam. I was what rolling, rolling rice and blowing up whiteheads. Yeah. 
David Gelb has done a lot of food related stuff. Doc wise. Yeah. Um, he did that new show, uh, chef's table. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think he did somebody feed Phil. So he probably has a good Yelp the review. Guy, I don't know. Oh, because his last name's Gelp. What guy? What are you talking about? Uh, remember the guy who Phil Rosenthal? Yeah, uh, he did. Uh, Everybody export, loves exporting Raymond. Yeah. Oh, cool. So he has a show um, on Netflix show? now called Feed, Feed Phil. Somebody Feed, Feed Phil. Phil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. And I, I kind of think David Gelb has done that with yeah. him as well. I mean, but yeah, it's not a bad move, dude. Because like shoots where it's mm-hmm. about food, cool. that catering is gonna be fucking <sighs> bomb. Oh my god. Yeah. So I love and hate food documentaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we watched like a pastry one, I'd be like, a me- I'd be like a fucking yeah. meth head. I'd be like, guys, we got to go in there with a deep. We got to like- fucking, can we make this in Tyler's? Like we got to go, <laughs> let's record this in the kitchen. Let's yeah. go make this right now. Yeah. So the next fact I have for you goes to Christian's uh-huh. uh, sushi knife. Oh, thing. Well, I, it's not the, it's not the tuna knife, but it's a sushi. If knife. it totally so, breaks down, what you said the, is all bullshit. Yeah. Professional sushi knives are sharpened asymmetrically. Yeah. With the la- Single bevel. With the larger angle on the right side of the edge if for right. right-handed chefs right. or left side for left-handed chefs. The nearly unsharpened left side can be seen in the montage of close-ups at the start, at, after the staff breakfast scene. Is that mm-hmm. hard to sharpen a knife like that? Or no, you just, it's way easier. Because you're just doing the one side? Yeah. 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 Cool. It's, so it, like, I think it, it attempts to um, make your cuts... Uh, you're able to make your cuts more precisely because mm-hmm. um, you're looking down one edge and from the spine to the edge yeah. is perfectly straight. You know that it doesn't have any new an- angles or planes. Yeah. So if you're, if you're cutting, if you want to cut cucumber, say straight down with a standard knife with a double beveled edge, yeah. that face of the knife is wedged. So if you're cutting straight down, your cucumber naturally will become a similar profile wedge to yeah. your knife yeah. face, which is So a lot of like no high-end chef knives would be sharpened like this probably. It's a, mostly a Japanese thing. Just to get it straight. Yeah. Yeah. So, Again, to sharp like just yeah. being like oh, they've been doing it take, forever. We're going to take this to yeah. the next level. And then my next fact uh touches on the Michelin star. Mm-hmm. So okay. it, it explains. So uh, in November of 2019, Michelin removed Euro's restaurant from its book, effectively revoking its three-star status. This was because they no longer took public reservations, as Christian said. Okay. Instead, prospective customers now have to go through the concierge of a luxury hotel. Uh, the Rapongi Hills uh, restaurant, Ooh. owned by Euro's younger son, Takashi uh, still has his two star status. Two star, yeah, uh, clever. Two star, yeah. yeah. That was the thing. Sick. I was watching this with a, a friend, and uh, I think actually we, you guys talked about this in the last episode at the very end um, about how when I was watching this with a friend, oh, yeah, yeah, I told to, Tyler, yeah, 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 yeah. get sushi, and it was just yeah, the like, saddest thing. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I will never do that again. But um, we looked up to see if you could still, first of all, to see if Jiro was still alive, and he was then, and he still is now, months and months later, and uh, pricing for one seat, which was about 400 bucks, I think, Mm -hmm. and uh, how you can book a reservation, and the website was pretty clear about it. They're like, you have to book it through your hotel, and I think you have to book it three, three or four weeks in advance. So, and you can't call the hotel until you're in the country to guarantee yourself that you're actually going to make the reservation spot because they're, they're limited. It's a tight booking. There's only 10 seats and it's obviously world famous now. So you have to be in Japan for at least a month to be able to eat there, which is going to be an expensive fucking vacation. Sure. Yeah. Cause like you have to book at the hotel in person and then you can only book three or four weeks out if right. that's even possible. So right. like, I'm sure if you were to stay oh. at that hotel, at, do the bookings through, it's probably not a cheap hotel too. So. No, I bet you not. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Japan would be so fucking cool to go to. Like it's, it I wouldn't would, want to go unless I had a boatload of money Yeah, to just yeah. do whatever I wanted to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got to go to like that fucking cool cave place. Mm. That's in Japan, right? Where they were like, killing all the dolphins. Uh, oh the yeah, cove. yeah, yeah. The, the cove. cove. Yep. Yeah. 
or just like just the history of the like oh, it's yeah. like this is fucking mm-hmm. insane. Like yeah. you go to Europe and they're like, oh this this is old, and like oh you want old? Fucking check this out. You're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so that would be cool. But so yeah, you need <laughs> shit tons of money, and like I want six months to just fucking hang yeah. out here. Yeah, really. I have two more facts. One is relevant. One I don't know why it's there. So. Oh. So I think it's like this podcast. So, yeah. Like I said, I love soy sauce. Like, I think that's, that's like half the reason why I really love sushi. Yeah. It's so for soy sauce. Yeah. But your own soy sauce comes from the province of Kyoto Fu. It is known for its rich texture and subtle flavors. Now rich I want some, Kyo- some Kyoto uh, um, yeah. soy sauce. I'm going to drop a bombshell on you, motherfuckers. It's pronounced Kyoto. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Well, yeah. Oh, that wasn't it. I don't like soy sauce. Oh no! Even no. on your sushi, like you don't, you're not down. No, no. I, I just I, I don't like a salt lick. If it wouldn't kill me, I, I would just drink it. Straight. Oh fuck, yeah. dude! Yeah, yeah, but that's, it will kill you. That's, that's why your body's failing you. You're yeah. eating that shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My hands swollen. <laughs> Too much sugar, buddy. You're drinking fucking soy sauce. Yeah, it's also brewed. Like oh really? Yeah, like it, traditional, super traditional. Monk style soy sauce is yeah. like hundreds of years old. So they just take like soybean and like boil it. Or I think so. I don't know, but it's yeah. um, cool. Yeah, it's it's super old. It's kind of like um, sourdough starter that you don't make a batch and take the whole fucking thing. Yeah, there's somewhere it. there's a soy sauce that was made like fucking eight thousand yeah. years ago. Yeah, like That's traditional insane. soy sauce, like it's in a giant stone pot in the ground. Same with kimchi, like you don't. Yeah, you don't use all your kimchi at once because yeah, it's like active bacteria. Yeah, you replenish it, and that's oh, what keeps Jesus that Christ. hearty, earthy taste. Yeah, so some old, yeah, <laughs> yeah, real soy sauce is super old, and I don't think it's that uh, or easy to get. Huh? It's like a we should do like we should do like thing. Just fucking baller sushi. Get like them somehow get like super high end rice because yeah. that has to be a thing. Yeah, where they like stroke the rice as it's growing in the. Water or yeah. something. I don't fucking like know. Naked it. women singing to it or something. Yeah. Grow rice. Grow, grow rice. Go. <laughs> you can do it. Oh, rice, you're so big. Um, so the last fact it has here on IMDb is, I mean, it pertains to the documentary, but it's a Just funny. It's the a population fun, of Japan. No, it's a it's a funny one to have in there. So, uh, his old uh, Yuriro's oldest son is Yoshikazu. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it says Yoshikazu Ono's car is an Audi RS6 Quattro with all-wheel drive and 5.0-liter V10 twin turbo engine capable of producing 426 kilowatts or 571 bph or 579 ps. That's a fast hey. fucking car for a little island. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how he gets to the market so fast. It, it yeah. just sounds like a car commercial. That, yeah. that fact, but. Was that him trying to get a wife? Like, <laughs> also, yeah. Uh, oh, whoa, nice car, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, why is that there? Is it like his car is not in the documentary? I don't think so. Or, like, I he's not him. like, hey guys, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's in the. Yeah, you, this you, is my. You see him driving the car. car. Oh, I thought that he was taking a little like a bicycle to get some he's in a rickshaw and... the whole time. Yeah, I've always wanted a rickshaw, dude. I thought they were so fucking cool. Like, not to sit in the back, like in ignorant white person like mm. i'll drive it tow you guys around run with it run whatever <laughs> i'm not you running. drive it no yeah no, you just pick what it up are those called tuk-tuks um, tuk-tuks yeah exactly Dude, they're so fucking sick yeah i'll get a tuk-tuk hell yeah um, groceries and shit put your dog back there oh yeah well yeah. watch out watch your dog around me dude i'm making original sushi <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get them i'm glad i have no pets in this house <laughs> that you know of um, yeah. So one of the other cool things, uh, about the doc is like, they talked about how they grew up so poor, like, cause he wasn't always a famous sushi chef. Like when mm-hmm. he started, like he was just a guy being apprenticed to be a sushi chef yeah. until he like really honed it. Like he's only been famous for like probably the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there, his sons were talking about how they were so poor growing up when they remember when Coke started coming out in, in cans and, Everyone, like all their friends, drank yeah. Coke and cans, and like fi- they saved up for months to get one to, to, get to one. buy to buy a Coke Holy. in a can. And it was interesting. He said the flavors were on the bottom, 
of the can. So you had to like toss it and mix well, it up. So he said oh. they shook it up. Oh no! Oh, I remember yeah. him saying they that. shook it up. Think like I don't know. I don't know why they shook it up, but shook it up and then he said open it and it blasted it out of the can. <laughs> he said the younger brother was so pissed, like that yeah. they only had half the liquid in there that they they bought and mm-hmm. they had saved up for months for it. I gotta like convince a kid. Or like, <laughs> like a young family member to be like, oh, you like you want to have coke? Like your parents don't let you have coke? Oh, don't forget to like shake the can because yeah. like it settles. So shake you gotta the get shit him like out of a it. like a Mexican coke or like something he hasn't <laughs> seen before. And like, oh no, no, this one's different, buddy. You gotta activate the the sugars. You gotta activate the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is he an idiot, do that inside over your mom's computer. But he's sticky. <laughs> yeah, gross. Sticky idiot. <laughs> Sticky idiot. Maybe let's not hang out with kids when they're <laughs> sticky, there, buddy. It's the coke. It's it settles. It wasn't me. It was the can. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Like other than this doc making me so again, I got. I really want to order sushi now. Mm-hmm. Like seeing it, I'm like, fuck. I just I to pretend you're like, oh, yeah. 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 So and. and so I'm I'm doing keto right now to try and lose some weight. Okay, you know, okay, okay. To get so my, is sushi sushi is not keto. No, well the fish is right. Yeah, they're right. So you can order sashimi. Sashimi, fuck, my tongue is tied today. Sashimi because it's just the fish, um, but you can't order sushi. <laughs> Oh man, it's the rice. That was a great deal of fun for me. But yeah, so I was like, and uh, so like. I've, I've bought from the grocery store like this keto rice stuff, but I, mm. I don't think it's not, you, you wouldn't be able to roll. It's really good. Yeah. But yeah. you wouldn't be able to. It, no, it's, it, it doesn't get sticky. Put maple syrup or something in it. But that's not keto. That's it's all sugar. sugar. Oh but it's natural sugar. This no. keto thing sucks. No, it it's, is? it's so good. Oh, you can't. Great. No. Goddamn yeah. communist. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but, but yeah, people that are in Scientology say they enjoy it too. But do they really, Christian? Mm-hmm. Do no. they really? That's that's the part. Like I look at this, I'm like, holy fuck, I want that so bad. I want it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to. Is this the first food doc that, that we've, we've done? Watched? I think so. Other, yeah, that yeah. feels weird to no, say because like, no, the China. That? Well, it wasn't really China, but the the pressure cooker. They were making food. <laughs> yeah, it's not a food doc though. <laughs> no, but I'm just no, saying there was like food, food on the screen. Warfare. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it, this this is. For I think sure. like food specific. Yeah, yeah. I would say too, I, like as far as documentaries go, and like the weird strict rules for them, I'd say this one was pretty good. Yeah, uh, doesn't really make the camera very present in the doc. Like it doesn't explicitly. Yeah, like if we were to watch like the a, cameras there, a but. French restaurant. I would want like the fucking sous chef to be like a convicted murderer. And then like mm. the like the guy doing the dishes is like Jack and heroin. Like I would want it to be the most fucked up crazy story. Cause if you're mm. just like, yeah, this is and this is like a eight star fucking Michelin restaurant that you're yeah. like, all these fucking fuckheads work here and they somehow create this perfect product. Yeah. But if it was just like, yeah, it's a high end French like, restaurant. You're all falling down a mountainside, but you're playing music. Yeah, like <laughs> this just, is amazing. Yeah. Like that Pretty yeah. But cool. this is they're like, holy fuck. Like this yeah. is a super small restaurant and like it's just yeah. family pretty much. It and does like, seem like this is maybe one of the only docs that can exist like it does. Like if you yeah. were to be like, oh, I want to do a documentary about sushi. You'd be like, well, have you seen Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Because if you haven't, yeah. you might as well just like shelf that project because it's not going to be good. How yeah. does it get better? You could yeah, do this. it like um, American Factory. Like, like how sushi has come over to the States? Or just or? The, like some bumfuck town. Oh, like Napanee. Yeah. Yeah. And like those people. Yeah. Good point. That Fuck, like, are we going to do something about that? I mean, we years could. And years, no, we're, we, we were. I think we talked about we it. We were going to yeah. do a little profile on them. Yeah. I mean, but I like know. a doc like that would be, but yeah, just like this yeah. is a good sushi restaurant. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I just, I don't know that it could be any better. No. Like, yeah. I don't know what you would, no. you, I don't know how you could do it. To no. make it better than Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Because like I said, it was like earlier that like he created something and then the next generation is carrying that on. Not yeah. like I'm creating something and my son's a fuck up mm-hmm. and he's going to fuck this whole thing. And they're like, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, true. Maybe, maybe the next best sushi documentary that you could watch doesn't exist. And it would be when the son takes over and when he is now very, very old, and mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't have a son that's going to take it up. So it's like the end 
of this restaurant. Yeah. It's just going to close. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. That, yeah. That would be a, yeah. In like 30 years or whatever, or a yeah, hundred like, when Euro finally dies. Yeah. Yeah. Euro sushi nightmare or something. Oh yeah. Um, the spirit of Euro. So <laughs> before we, uh, before we go and pick a, a new one, I had a friend uh, recommend a documentary that we should add to the list called mm. Muscle Shoals. I Fuck yeah. heard about this. Yeah. Fuck it's about, yeah. It's about fame, uh, uh, fame studios in Alabama. So oh, it's a music nope. recording. Uh, <laughs> Muscle body. Shoals is the story. I've told you about the piano at Muscle Shoals. I, I feel it sounds familiar, but the bag of Coke that got spilt on the keys. Oh my God. And then it went, the Coke went in between the keys and then for like months, people would just like in between the keys and you're doing dust and like all this shit that was in between huh. the piano keys, but sweat and beer. And they went to Marshall Strolls because they're like, fucking, let's just get away from the music industry. Huh. We can get fucked up. No shit. And like, yeah, yeah dude, it's so, supposed to be a sick documentary. So yeah, it's a it celebrates Rick Hall, the founder of Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and the signature sound he developed developed in songs such as "I'll Take You There," "Brown Sugar," "When a Man Loves a Woman." Huh. So, Hell right. yeah, yeah, going on the list. Yep, that'll so be a good one. We'll add that to the jar. Cool, yeah. but uh, you pick yeah. since. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, you're back week. from the dead now. While I'm yeah. uh, picking, I watched another documentary last night. My own accord. Oh, shit. oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Fuck me. Okay, I got one. Um, I saw Cocaine Bear. That's a, <laughs> that's a documentary? It's kind of a documentary. <laughs> Based on a true story. <laughs> Biopic. Holy fuck. This one sounds like a big one, but The Decline of Western Civilization. Uh oh. From 1981. Interesting. Uh oh. I feel like I've heard of it, but I feel like that's a pretty cliche way to describe something. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a book. Yeah, like the decline and fall of the Roman so, Empire. Oh, uh, uh, it's not what you think it is. Oh, okay. So this is a look into the Los Angeles punk rock scene that was largely ignored by the rock music press of the time. Oh. Okay. So it's not, like it's not pop gonna be, and shit. Yeah. I think this is probably going to be kind of like um, uh, what we saw in Fishbone. Like yeah. that, that crazy yeah. hardcore punk shit that was happening in yeah. LA. But um, whoa, hey, Fishbone like subverted it. The Bangles kind of subverted so it. This like it uh, follows bands like the Alice Bag Band, Catholic Discipline, Black Flag. Oh, nice. Uh, oh. The Circle Jerks, uh, the Germs. Uh, Henry Rollins is going to be yelling at the camera. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to a podcast where this person was talking about having gone to Plato's retreat. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, funny. oh shit, that's that fucking... Yeah. And it was like a few years ago, so it wasn't like it was huh. a long time ago. So if, if people don't remember, Plato's retreat was from the uh, the documentary... Um, what was that oh, called? Oh, fuck. Uh, it was the Swingers? Yeah, American yeah, Swinger? The, yeah. 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 It's the fuck club the in yeah, New York City. We thought it was uh, about swing dancing, and it definitely was not. Yeah. I was listening to the CBC yesterday, and there was an Irish... Or no, it was on Friday it was St. Patty's day. There was an Irish comedian playing on laugh out loud or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she was saying that she did a comedy show at a swingers club in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's a swingers club in Mississauga. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. There's lots. There's With, like a room full of mattresses and shit. Yeah. yeah there's one in Toronto. Or it might be the same one. There's, like, the there's one called the, the bullvine. Yeah. We talked about them. Oh fuck. Yeah. They're yeah. in oh, some fucking punk, the lady punk band song. They have a lyric about doing something at the bullvine. And then there's the, the Aqua Lounge. Oh, the Aqua That's right, yeah. too. Maybe this was there. But I was like, holy fuck. On CBC, of all places. Yeah. Talking about titties dangling everywhere. Yeah, well, they get government grants. Yeah, I guess. They've got to support local. Yeah, local artists. Yeah. Oh, so I guess I feel like this is the episode after the Oscars. We should probably talk about that briefly. Oh, yeah. About Did you guys... You, Mitch I, and I split our... Yeah, you made a bet, right? Yeah. Or? Well, not really a bet, but we, we both made choices. Oh, so, so Did um, I lose? No, you picked the right uh, feature. Oh, Navalny. wow. Surprise. Oh, surprise. Navalny. You picked yeah. Navalny? Yeah. Fuck yeah, buddy. Nice. That's a good choice. And yeah. I rushes at war, dog. That's going to win. It's in the news. Yeah. I, pick, I picked the correct short. The elephant uh, wishes or yeah. whisper? Yeah. Sick. Would those yes. people adopt little Dumbo? Little Dumbo. That's what they did. No shit. Yeah. Huh. yeah, they took him out so, of the soup. So we we split, <laughs> away from the circus. We split fifty fifty, and you fucking lost. Yeah, you guys gave me shitty picks. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, 
Yeah. It happens, um, man. Yeah. But I yeah. got to make sure I get here. Yeah. So uh, welcome back, Christian, again. It was good to have uh, the three of us in the same room again. Yeah. And, and we uh, watch some crazy punk. Yeah, we'll be back next week with some punk rock. Cool. Yeah. Sort of. The decline of Western civilization. Let's do it. Later. Bye. Bye.